Well, hello, Courier Nation. Welcome to the Deliver on Your Business podcast, where you are the boss. If you deliver for Grubhub, DoorDash, Postmates, Uber Eats, or any of those others, this podcast is for you. They said you have to be an independent contractor, which makes you a business owner. We are here to help you think like one and claim your rights and your opportunities. Well, hey, Courier Nation, welcome back to another week. Hey, what did you think of having Gig Coach Jake on last week? You know, I enjoyed doing the interview. I enjoyed having Jake on. And you know what? I'd, I'd love to maybe get into kind of a pattern where maybe we're doing an interview one week and then we get into some information the next and we just go back and forth like that. Let me know your thoughts, you know, see what, uh, tell me what you think about the interviews or some of those types of things or any ideas that you would have as far as what you would like to hear. If you can email me, ron at entrecourier.com, or if you go to deliveronyourbusiness.com and click on the contact page, there's a place where you can email or you can click the microphone and you can leave a voicemail for me right from your computer. Now, today, what I wanted to do was get back into something that we started two weeks ago, where we were looking at the four major delivery platforms. We're getting a bit more into depth with each of them. So two weeks ago, it was Postmates. And today, let's chat a little bit about Grubhub. Are they a good option for doing deliveries? Should you think about delivering for them if you're not already doing so? You know, for the longest time, Grubhub was kind of the king of the mountain in the delivery world. You know, it was only earlier this year that DoorDash passed them up as far as in market share. And uh, I think that Grubhub seems to do the best job out of all of the platforms as far as marketing, as far as bringing in new customers onto their platform. And uh, But the problem is that they're losing customers faster than they're bringing them in. And I think that's been the issue for them. I think customer retention is a big problem for them. They are losing people out the back door faster than they're coming in the front door. So the question is, can Grubhub turn things around? Can they get their dominance back? Will they fade further? They're a popular choice for couriers, but will that popularity continue? Are they a good delivery option? Let's look at some of the different aspects of delivering for them. And I'll add some of my thoughts and observations, obviously, and uh, probably a lot of my thoughts and observations. But in the end, it really does boil down to your market and your preferences. So this is the second of two, of four, I'm sorry, of four episodes where we talk about the major carriers. Two weeks ago, we looked at Postmates, and uh, in coming weeks in, we'll look at Uber Eats and DoorDash. But we will focus on the following questions for each one. How well do they pay? How does their app work? What are their deliveries like? Do they respect the independent contractor relationship? And what is their support like? So let's talk about pay. How is the pay for Grubhub? You know, they recently changed their pay model. And just like when Postmates did theirs, you know, the overall pay with the new rate was really quite a bit of a reduction. At least that's been what I have experienced. I get the impression that most drivers I come across do perceive Grubhub to be the best paying option. And, you know, let's be honest, for me, Grubhub makes up 75% of my business, so I probably couldn't argue. Now, to be fair to the other platforms, I have found that my average profit per hour is slightly higher on Postmates deliveries. It's slightly lower on DoorDash. So I find that they can all be profitable. And there's not a huge difference, actually, in the averages here. I think where I see the difference, though, is that I find 
orders more consistently with Grubhub that meet my price of 40 cents a minute. And I think that that's why they are the more significant part of my business. But I'm seeing that start to change a little bit as well. So the first thing when we talk about pay is we want to talk about the delivery fee. Now, here's the funny thing with Grubhub. They've got a reputation among most drivers as being maybe the higher paying platform, but their base pay and their delivery fees, when you compare them for similar distance, similar time, things like that, the delivery fees with Grubhub are actually lower than Postmates, Uber Eats, and often lower than DoorDash. DoorDash is kind of an anomaly because of their pay model. It'll be interesting to see how that shakes out later on. But I would, I would place Grubhub a very solid third, if not fourth, as far as the base pay. Now, the good news on their base pay is that they take into account your distance and mileage to the restaurant as well as distance and mileage from the restaurant to the customer, where most of the others just figure their payment from the restaurant to the customer. So that's kind of an advantage, but they pay so low for those things that it really erases the advantage. Grubhub pays basically on based on two things now with their new pay model, and that is your distance at usually 22 to 23 cents a mile, it varies based on your market, and time or estimated time, which is going to be normally right around 13 cents a minute. And that's what they use to calculate your delivery fee. So bottom line is the delivery fee pays about $8 an hour, and then it pays about 22 cents a minute which is generally going to be less than your actual expense for your car. So ultimately, your profit based on just the delivery fee by itself is probably closer to about $6 an hour. So that means you got to really rely on tips. So let's talk about tipping with Grubhub. Now, this is the one area where Grubhub is, in my opinion, the undisputed king. Grubhub does a great job of encouraging tips when customers order. They do a default tip rate set at about 15, 20% of the order amount. And it's because of those higher tips on Grubhub that they still seem to be the most consistently high paying. Now, Grubhub lets their drivers know the total amount an order will pay. And, and that includes the tip. It doesn't break it down when they give you the offer, but usually you can kind of get an idea how much the tip is. But it does make it easier for the drivers to make an informed decision. Now, they appear to have kind of toyed with taking that information away from time to time. They might eventually move away from it in part of their efforts to get higher acceptance rates. But customers cannot tip through the app after delivery. They can tip cash, obviously, but I find that cash tips are pretty rare. So overall, though, tipping is is probably better on Grubhub than anybody else, at least in my experience. Let's talk about incentives. I think Grubhub probably does the least out of the four apps to incentivize drivers to go out there and drive. In my experience, it's only been really extreme instances, just the really high demand times. I mean, the highest of the highest demand times, when it's like uh, when there's really bad weather or something, that they really offer anything on top of the delivery fees. Now, they've been known to add bonuses sometimes, especially when it's busy, to lower paying or low tip orders to make those offers more appealing. Although you don't know that there's a bonus when you get the offer, you don't know until after you've accepted the order or, or accepted the offer. And then you can look at what the tip amount was. But every once in a while, dispatchers are also known to call drivers to offer a bonus for picking up an order, uh, especially an order that they're having a hard time getting filled. 
Overall, though, Grubhub has been able to get by without offering as many incentives as the other platforms do. But I think in summarizing the pay, I find that during normal delivery times, Grubhub is definitely the most consistent, at least in my market, in my experience, at providing delivery offers that have enough value to take. But I do find that longer deliveries are less profitable with them than with other platforms. And because Grubhub doesn't do as much with the incentives, during the peak delivery times, a lot of times I can make more on other platforms because of the incentives that they do that kind of offset the advantage that Grubhub might have in tips. Now, if somebody were to decide that they only want to focus on one platform, that's just their philosophy is just to do one platform. I don't recommend that, but if that's your choice, I find that uh, probably more often than not, Grubhub might be the better option because of the way the pay is. So let's talk about their driver app and how that works. I want to look first at just some of the things about the information. I think I put them solidly at number two out of the four main providers as far as the quality of the information they provide on an offer. The fact that you know the actual pay amount is a huge advantage over all of the other platforms, including DoorDash. DoorDash gives you an amount, but you don't know if that's the actual amount. And uh, the map on the screen that the offer on the offer shows you where you're going. And after accepting an order, you can look up the address of the customer. And these things, I think, put you ahead of Postmates and Uber Eats as far as the functionality, and especially ahead of Uber Eats. You don't know where you're going when you accept an order. The biggest complaint that I hear from other drivers about the information is that Grubhub doesn't tell you how many miles. And that's a complaint that usually comes from DoorDash because it does tell you the total number of miles that that offer is going to require. But when you know your market well, you can look at the map and usually get a pretty good idea. So I don't think that's a big issue, in my opinion. My biggest complaint has been that lately they are hiding customer-specific information such as the order due time and customer instructions. You can't pull those up until you mark that you've picked up the order. And, And that can be an issue at times. I'll get into that a little bit more in a moment. But I think sometimes you don't have the information you need, especially like knowing things like, is this order really late? Because you can make some decisions about how you do things based on that. Let's talk about the functionality of the app. For the most part, I do find that Grubhub app remains pretty stable. You know, it doesn't seem to have some of the goofy glitches that I find going on with Postmates and DoorDash. Now, there have been a couple of uh, pretty major crashes with them that have been nationwide, and and those can be frustrating. I think it happens with all of them. It doesn't happen nearly as much as it does with DoorDash. But uh, sometimes I get a feeling like when they do updates, they don't always test it as well. And uh, so I don't know if that's part of the problem. But lately, there's been an issue that a lot of people have reported, and I get this, where the app will tell you that you appear to be offline, even though you know you've got a really good internet signal. So there's some kind of glitch going on there. And sometimes I think that that for whatever reason, then you're not able to accept orders when that's happening and or not able to receive the orders when they are coming in. And I, I think that can be a real problem. But there are a lot of times too, when I've got that going on that I'm getting orders. So I don't know, you know, it's hard to say for sure what it is, but I think that's probably the most frustrating thing as far as the functionality. The other issue that I've got with the app though, it has to do with this thing where 
when you are doing a delivery with Grubhub, you have to tap arrived when you arrive at the restaurant and when you arrive at the customer. And that's not so much of a problem except for when there's an internet dead spot at the restaurant or at the customer's location, and that prevents you from doing so. And and the problem with it is, is that the app confirms that with GPS. So then when you get to, let's say you get to a restaurant, you can't mark yourself as arrived, you get to a place where you've got internet signal again, well, now you can't mark it as arrived because the GPS doesn't confirm that you're at the restaurant. Do you see what I'm saying there? And so what you end up having to do is you got to call into care to get that taken care of. And that can be really time consuming. And that I don't think is so much a glitch with the app as much as it's just a design thing with the app that I do not like. So the third question is, what are the deliveries like with Grubhub? You know, I find that for the most part, they've always gone pretty smoothly. The one thing I really like about Grubhub, especially over Postmates and DoorDash, is you know every order is prepaid. You know that all you got to do is walk in, pick up the food from the restaurant, and then go off to the customer. Okay, well, that's changing because Grubhub is adopting an order and pay system themselves. They are in the process right now of sending out debit cards to their drivers. And uh, as of September 3rd, I believe they will be initiating that. So uh, Grubhub, who I tend feel like is uh, maybe the most inefficient of all of them, just adopted something that makes them even more inefficient. So that's an issue. That could be a game changer, actually, and not in a good way. So let's talk about order efficiency. You know, when it comes to prepaid orders, I have found that Grubhub's really at the bottom of the list here. They're the worst, honestly. They are more likely to send me an order at the same time as the orders received at the restaurant. And that means waiting at the restaurant longer than I wait for any of the other platforms. And and that's also, I think, part of the reason they have so much trouble getting orders fulfilled because their drivers are all sitting at the restaurants waiting and it's ridiculous. Dispatching is horrible. You know, with any of the other apps, when things are really busy, it seems like as soon as you drop off an order, there's another order just across the street or very close to you. And so it's very efficient, especially when things are really busy. Uh, Grubhub, they want to send you several miles away and it doesn't matter how busy you are. You know things are busy. You know that there are a lot of restaurants that have late orders right by where you dropped off and they still send you five or 10 miles away or they, they try to send you that far away to pick up another order. And, and the funny thing is, is it's like they seem to pay more attention to where the customer is in relationship to you than to where the restaurant is. So what they want to do is have you drive several miles out to the restaurant and then double all the way back to right where you dropped off rather than sending you a short distance to a restaurant and so that you can be on your way right away to the next order. So efficiency is, is a real problem, I think, with Grubhub's dispatching. Now, I think it's not that... Uh, the other apps don't have really bad offers. But I think part of the reason that the efficiency is such a problem with Grubhub is that Grubhub's dispatching is different than the other apps. Grubhub dispatches in batches. They're two-minute batches. If you ever pay attention, if you ever go and look at your, your offers, you know, whether accepted or rejected, and they're in two-minute intervals. And uh, so what happens is if you reject an order, it's two minutes till the next one comes in. If an order gets rejected, it's two minutes before it can be sent out to the next one, unless you got a dispatcher manually stepping in and, and kind of pushing it through the system. And that is a problem. You know, with everybody else, you accept an order or you reject an order and there could be another one just waiting for you right away. 
I think that's why that efficiency seems even worse because you can't get that next order right away with Grubhub once you reject something. The other thing I want to talk about is going to be multiple orders. You know, before they went to the newer pay model here, Grubhub was one of the best for doing multiple orders as far as payouts because what they did was they paid you the full price for both or all three or all four deliveries. So it didn't matter whether you would have run them one at a time or if you ran them all together, they paid you the full amount for those deliveries. Well, they've changed that under the new model where they will only pay you for the time and distance from the first drop-off to the second drop-off. And I think that really is starting to work against them. But the other problem, I think, that with multiple orders with Grubhub and where they're, I think, worse than any of the others, in my experience, and you notice that a lot of what I'm saying is my experience, but they have more of a tendency to try and give you multiple offers that are several miles in opposite directions. I get this a lot where I get an offer for a restaurant and then they send me a second offer. The one, the delivery is four miles one direction and the other one, the delivery is six miles the opposite direction. And when you're going through traffic, that food for that second customer is going to be in your car for an hour by the time you get to the second customer. And it's just, it's ridiculous. It's bad customer service and it's inefficient. And so anyway, so as you can tell, I think as far as the way the orders work, For the most part, I think as far as ease, so far it has worked real well, but efficiency and dispatching really put them at the bottom of the heap, in my opinion. Next question, does Grubhub respect the independent contractor relationship? Somebody hide my soapbox, folks. Because if you listen to me much, you know how I feel about gig gig economy companies and their abuse of the independent contractor relationship. Now, you also know that I very much prefer to be an independent contractor, so there's kind of an imbalance there, I think. But the thing is, I think the problem I have with these companies is that they they fail to respect the boundaries that go with hiring contractors. Do you see what I'm saying? And this is another area where I think Grubhub is the worst of the bunch. They put a lot of pressures on drivers to accept orders. They take a lot of punitive actions with drivers, and sometimes it's for violating policies that they never even communicated to begin with. And so I think there's some real problems with that with Grubhub. Grubhub likes to control their drivers. Now, a company cannot require a contractor to accept a certain percentage of offers. They can't do it. They cannot legally do that. They cannot deactivate you. They cannot terminate you. They cannot punish you for failing to accept offers. You know, Grubhub, I think, tries to really push the lines with this. They've kind of found a workaround. They implemented a block scheduling system. And so what they do is they say, well, this this block scheduling system is more like a privilege that you earn by accepting more offers. That one isn't so much against the letter of the law, other than the fact that if you're not on a scheduling block, you, you don't get nearly as many good offers. And um, with this with this block system, what they do is you have a higher acceptance rate than you get earlier access to, to claim your schedules. And in some markets, it pretty much means you've got to run a 90% acceptance rate if you want to really get good offers delivering for Grubhub. And so that is, I believe, by the spirit of the law, violating the independent contractor status. Now, I often say that I feel like Grubhub uses their dispatching system more to try and control and punish drivers than they do to get orders completed. 
I've heard of a lot of people that have had conversation with Grubhub staff that they verbally stated that they're going to crack down on cherry pickers, which means they're going to crack down on people rejecting orders. And uh, Grubhub seems to know all the right channels for kind of spreading the word to people without ever putting anything into writing. You know what I mean? They intimidate, they bully, but they don't leave any kind of evidence trail. And it's, there, there's a tendency, I think, to try and control drivers without actually admitting that they're trying to control drivers. And that really lowers my opinion of Grubhub. And uh, honestly, I think when it comes to that relationship and respecting independent contractors, Grubhub's the worst by far. Okay, so let's talk about driver support. Now, this is one area that I think Grubhub definitely stands head and shoulders above the rest. Although I'm not so sure that it means that their support is really great as much as it means maybe the other platforms just haven't set the bar very high or they just never set the bar at all. You know what I mean? Now, Grubhub does have more support options than any of the others. I don't think there's any question. It's not even close. That all starts off with they've got a driver specialist for the different markets. Now, honestly, I don't know if that's necessarily something that it's because Grubhub is being supportive or if it's more about they're wanting to control drivers. As independent contractors, you're not allowed to have a supervisory relationship with the contractor, but that uh, driver specialist sure makes it very close to that, if not kind of crossing that line, you know. But <clears throat> some of the other companies, it's not about not being supportive, although it's obvious that support is not a priority with them either. But it's not so much about not being supportive as much as it is they won't go that step because they don't want to make that appearance of an employee relationship because that can really come back to bite them later on. Now, having said that, though, I'm going to admit that I do appreciate, though, that I do have a contact. Now, that contact is impossible to get through to. I never get a response. So the contact is maybe kind of meaningless, but it's definitely better than anybody else. They also have a team of people that is really dedicated to driver support. And that team, at least as of the time of this podcast, is still somewhat local. You know, they're not farmed out to an overseas call center. Or if they are, they, they picked all the people that just really speak the language well. You know, there's not that language barrier, you know. And, and so it is easier to get things taken care of. Now, it's hard to contact them, and they seem to want to hide ways to get a hold of them. But there is a team there, and that is definitely a huge plus over any of the others. So overall, support with Grubhub is definitely much better than it is on any of the other apps. And, and But ultimately, I mean, there's still issues with support. Don't get me wrong there. But that that just maybe means that support with all the other apps is really terrible, you know? So let me sum it all up, folks. I'm sure you can tell I've got kind of a love-hate thing going with them. They frustrate the heck out of me with a lot of things, but I also earn more with them than anybody else. So maybe you should expect that if you, you know, you're doing more with one place, it's more likely to get frustrated, right? On the one side, I think they are consistently more profitable as far as their offers. But on the other side, their dispatching, their control, their inefficiency just frustrate the heck out of me. But I think when you look at everything that is happening, it does not surprise me that they are losing ground to DoorDash. And I don't think it's going to change. Um, I think it's not going to be too long before DoorDash starts to become more desirable for drivers than Grubhub. And, and the bottom line is 
Grubhub has got a huge customer retention problem. They're losing people faster than they can bring them in. And ultimately, it is tied to not being able to get the deliveries to customers consistently and on time. Their response is blame the drivers, blame the cherry pickers, blame people who are selective about the orders that they receive. And so what they try and do is intimidate or control or force them to be better. But folks, if they would look at their own processes, if they would look at their own dispatching system, if they would look at the huge inefficiencies in how they dispatch orders, if they cleaned those up, that would solve a lot of their problems. And it would also, I think, solve a lot of the problems with acceptance rates as well. The problem is, is that Grubhub blames the drivers. They take an adversarial role with drivers. And it started out with blaming the drivers who were more selective, but then they started getting nasty with the drivers that accepted everything. They started punishing the guys that were the most loyal to them. And uh, it's, it's that kind of stuff that if it wasn't for that stuff, I think Grubhub would probably be a slam dunk. Their support is better. Their pay is better. And those are, I think, two really big things. But I've seen a lot of drivers who were fiercely loyal to Grubhub that really want nothing to do with Grubhub anymore. And if they continue to dispatch as inefficiently as they are, if they continue to tick off their customers, and if they continue to blame the drivers instead of looking at what they could do, I think it's only going to get worse for them. And uh, for right now, I think Grubhub is still a solid option. I think all of the platforms can be solid options at the right times. Consistently more with Grubhub for me in my market. That may not be true in your market. It depends on how busy they are where you're at. It depends on how easily you can get onto schedules. If you're somewhere where you've got to do 90% acceptance just to get the blocks, they may not be as profitable. So you've got to look at all of those different things. You've got to look at what your market is like, what your needs are, what your preferences are, put that all together and you make your decision. So Courier Nation, I want to thank you for uh, tuning in and joining us today. Come on over to the Entree Courier website. Check us out. Go to deliveronyourbusiness.com and you can go to the podcast page there, but it also gives you access to the rest of the website at entrecourier.com. Follow us on social media. We are putting our out short little snippets on YouTube and Instagram. Right now, we're calling it the business tip of the day. We put that out every weekday. So go check us out there. I would love your feedback, folks. Go to our contact page. Let me know your thoughts, any ideas, questions, anything we could address in future episodes. Or you can also comment those things over on the episode page on our website, and we'll have all of that in the show notes. One favor I want to ask you. If you have found any of our information, whether it's a website, the podcast, our social media, if any of that is helpful to you at all, uh, or if you think it could help somebody else out, could you spread the word? If you know other couriers, could you let them know about us? Share us on social media. Tell them about Deliver on Your Business. Leave a review on the podcast wherever you get your podcasts, and all of that stuff helps us get found. And if we can be found, we can help more people to deliver on their delivery businesses. One last thing, please, go out there, take control of your business, and go and be the boss.